Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www dot Deborah D E B R A R Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com. Today I have Dan French, CEO of Consider Solutions, on the podcast to talk about survey results that give insights on the global end-to-end source-to-pay process, including pain points and whether management is focusing on those pain points. Dan also talks about what role behavior plays and what surprised or assured him in the results. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 78, Pain Points and Challenges in Source to Pay and Purchase to Pay, 2020 Survey Results from Consider Solutions. Now the survey results that I am speaking of is from a survey called Pain Points and Challenges in Source to Pay and Purchase to Pay. In the interview, we'll cover high-level points of the report that we found interesting or surprising. And at the end of the interview, we'll let you know how to get your very own copy of the full published report. I hope you enjoy the interview. Today, I have with me Dan French, who is the founder and CEO of Consider Solutions. And I'm going to read there about Consider Solutions from their website because I think it's very compelling. And what they say is Consider Solutions was born out of a fundamental truth. While businesses are increasingly reliant on technology, the commercial agenda of tech vendors regularly drives them to add more features, more functions, and more complexity. As a result, companies are drowning in technological sophistication, yet they are trying to simplify data insight and improve management visibility. And I think that is a very true statement, very compelling. And so with that, Dan, if you could talk about that fundamental truth, as well as your background as the founder and CEO of Consider Solutions. Hi, Deborah. Thanks for that. Yeah, um, it's an interesting point, and it kind of slightly reflects on this survey. I've thought for quite a while that, um, I mean, whilst we all embrace technology and we're doing it now, we're having a remote, uh, a remote meeting, technology is a wonderful thing, but I don't think it is the silver bullet 
that we always hoped it would be, and I don't think it will ever be the silver bullet we hope it will be. And we all have seen those pictures at the management consultant show of technology, people, process, organization. But I think we underestimate that. I think there's a, there's a lot about process and behavior that has just as much impact as uh, technology. I mean, for example, uh, in the world we're talking about, in the whole purchase to pay process, a lot of folks are implementing P2P suites, mm -hmm. you know, e procurement suites, really to drive PO compliance, to make sure that everybody's got a PO. Because that's fundamentally yeah. what they're there for. But actually, even when people implement these P2P suites, they still don't solve that problem. And then they go through a bit of reiteration, then they realize actually it's a behavioral issue. So why don't we solve the behavioral issue first and then worry about the technology? Well, it's just one little example, but I think we get into that a lot. You asked me about my role. I, I am founder and CEO of Consider Solutions. Um, I started this about 17 years ago now, which makes me feel very old. Um, but uh, we focus on helping organizations on the drive to world-class finance and operations. And that means for us how to optimize the end-to-end -end processes, how best to manage risk management, internal controls, and compliance. So we look at process effectiveness and efficiency as well as risk, because we believe that's an important part of getting to um, top class in any um, business. And we work with a very diverse set of organizations you know, from UNICEF as part of the United Nations through to Starbucks in retail and uh, fast moving consumer goods, BT and telecoms, Bombardier manufacturing. So it's all over the map. But the interesting thing is, in these kind of core processes we're working with in P2P and AP, you know, there's some nuances, but actually you, the real challenges seem to be the same across the board. Before I did this, I was a general manager and local business unit head of a global technology firm. And if you're, certainly when you're based outside the US, a local business unit head has a legal entity responsibility, so you're like a little local CEO. So we, before shared services, I had to worry about you know, accounts payable, transaction finance, accounts receivable, treasury, and all the running of the business as well. Um, so I kind of learned quite a lot about the challenges there. And I started out in IT, um, uh, doing project delivery and later consulting and uh, managing customers. And that kind of moved into kind of business partnering role. So I've been round and about, as I say. <laughs> you have, and I, that's interesting. You started in IT, so I just want to give a shout out to all of our IT folks that are keeping everyone working during the shelter in place. <laughs> yeah, they are doing a great job, and uh, I'd say the same for our IT folks. If, um, we, the fact we didn't miss a beat moving from uh, the uh, before the events to the complete remote working is a big testament to those guys, and I know they've been working really hard. Great. So I want to go back and touch on, you mentioned working with uh, lots of clients and really the biggest goal of technology in purchase to pay and accounts payable is that PO compliance. And so I've been there uh, as well, implementing different tools and also one, just feeling overwhelmed with the functionality. And then also, you know, working and, and getting other, um, uh, other team members or other groups on board for that technology. So I've been involved in, in that as well. And so looking at the survey, pain points and challenges in source to pay and purchase to pay, the results were very interesting. In your management summary, you point out a very specific objective. So can you talk about what is different about the way Consider Solutions approach this survey? 
Yeah, that, that was an interesting thing. So we've been, you know, we've been involved in this space for quite quite a time, and we've amassed a lot of experience and a lot of opinion. and And I would regularly review industry surveys to match them against what we're seeing from our clients. Mm-hmm. And I, I was always a little bit disappointed that the questions always seemed engineered to support a vendor point of view. So whatever the survey was about, it was very clear from the first question where it was going. And so as a result, it wasn't very helpful because, you know, we all know about statistics. If you ask the right questions, you can get the answers you want. Um, So we decided to say, let's do this. And we had never really done surveys before. So we decided, let's do an objective analysis rather than lead the witness. Let's try and be as across the board as we can. Are we going to have an end-to-end process view from sourcing and procurement through the buying experience through to accounts payable and settlement and let's be technology agnostic and um and let's see what, what happens so we had over 500 organizations from around the world participate yeah. and we were stunned really and i think the feedback i've had was that people did in, enjoy and appreciated the fact it wasn't all coming to a question at the end said do you want to buy one of these or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's got to be refreshing <laughs> Exactly. So uh, that was, so that was the reason we did it. And I'm, yeah. to be honest, I've been so impressed by it. We're going to be doing more of it. We're going to be refreshing that this year. Oh, We're nice. going to be doing some other surveys as well because I think that I just don't think there's enough you know, objective assessment. And even the the companies that claim to be objective, mm-hmm. quite often these surveys are sponsored by technology vendors who've got a specific set of questions they want to ask. So right. even the ones that look objective don't seem very objective to me. Yeah. And you know, what what I really liked is that first you looked at the top five pain points of one, source to contract, two, accounts payable, invoice to pay, and then three, end-to-end source to pay or the P2P process. And then you looked at the management focus separately, and then you compared that to see if management was focusing on the right pain points. And so uh, a couple of things surprised me but what surprised you? So I think on the sub-processes, so the source to contract, the, the sourcing process and procurement processes and on accounts payable or invoice to pay, I wasn't particularly surprised by the outcomes there. We were talking about big issues around contract visibility, spend categories, payment on time and PO compliance in AP, for example. Uh, so that was kind of, I mean, you could argue whether they should be number one or number two, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't argue with the kind of the, the top five. I think the end-to-end perspective really showed a much deeper awareness of cross-functional, cross-functional challenges that I had, I'm kind of aware of because I've got a process, I'm interested in process, but um, I was quite surprised about how strong that came through. And the interesting thing is the survey participants included senior management. So senior management themselves were reflecting on this issue. So we tend to have, you know, I know throughout my career, we've always had this kind of view that says when it, when there's a problem and you know it's obviously that something senior management should sort out we tend to blame senior management and just say but they don't understand right <laughs> but actually in this case it kind of demonstrates they do understand and they're struggling with it as well so what i found quite interesting the whole kind of alignment across an end-to-end process we all know in ap 95 percent of the issues in accounts payable are caused my left hand side of the process up through receiving buying the PO process, vendor master data, and even you know, the, the original take on of the vendor. So you know, for, for us in AP, the alignment and collaboration issue is really painful. Right. When you go to the left-hand side of the process, a lot of the time it's not 
painful to them on a daily basis, but they do see the impact. Right. But the management, I think, again, getting their heads around this, and what is exciting, I think, for all of us is that awareness, which is clearly there, is a necessary prerequisite before you can diagnose or make any change. So I think it shows we're on a path to some, uh, some positive outcomes. Yeah. And speaking of accounts payable, so, you know, avoiding late payment for the management focus was the first, and it was the same, the biggest pain point in AP, although AP's uh, pain point was at 52%, whereas uh, management's focus was 24%, where I was a little surprised. So with AP, the second biggest pain point was 29% and it was, you know, master data. And so that's my area, you know, vendor master files. And I know there's issues with master data. I know there's risk with fraud and business email compromise and just cybersecurity in general. And I just did not see that as far as a management focus. They have it here as number three, but it's only at 8%. So, you know, and, and that's really specific to vendor bank and payment details. So it's on there, but it's just on there at a really um, reduced rate as compared to the pain point that AP sees. And hopefully, you know, as we go forward, we'll see that increase because definitely fraud is a risk now in accounts payable for, you know, uh, not making or making those fraudulent payments. Yeah, I think this whole risk management piece, you know, because the, the risk of fraud and the criticality of master data is absolutely central. Right. Here's one of the reasons I think it's not as high as it should be. I think this comes back to our initial conversation that I, I believe quite strongly a lot of management, a lot of executive management think they've invested heavily in very large scale, complex, expensive ERPs, which have embedded controls in them. And I think they rely too much on the system right. rather than the data in it and how the data gets there. Um, but it's very, very true that risk management is and always has been a critical focus in any, if you want to have an excellent process across the piece, you've got to have that in mind. To drive great performance, world-class performance, you've got to have one, one eye on how do you drive efficiency and effectiveness and one eye on what might go wrong. And those are the risks. And now, especially now, in times of volatility, which we are definitely in, the easiest way for a fraudster to make money is when behaviors are changing. That's a perfect time, which is now. Yep. And they exploit vendor master data and the AP process. So if your vendor master controls are absolutely locked down, and also, you know, to a lesser extent, the customer master data as well, but this is an AP discussion, um, it's frightening to see what goes on. And we all know about the stories, but it's happening every day, and the, the big, concern I think is at a time where organizations need to have a focus on cash because when in volatile situations you need to be a little bit more concerned with cash than you were before that is a very easy way for your cash to go leaking out the back door right so right. Vendor, vendor master is a big big deal yeah, and you know, th there's reports out there of how the cyber criminals, you know, they know that this is a volatile time for oh, us yeah. and they are just jumping all over it. And so you talked about risk management. I see my niche in the results, right? We talked about the vendor banking controls, which is 10%, and then also occupational fraud by contractors mm -hmm. yeah. and, and employees, and that's at 11%. 
And both of those are right up there with duplicate invoices, which made the list as well um, that you called out in the notes. So what do you think is the important takeaway for companies concerned with managing vendor risk and fraud in the full source to pay process? I think the key message is when you're looking at optimizing your processes, whether it's with technology or just uh, in terms of a process framework, is think about the end-to-end -end process, both in terms of efficiency, that's the ease of which the speed which we go through the process and minimum effort, effectiveness, make sure we're doing the right things and we're enabling the right things for the business and managing risk. You know, we must always think about what are the risks, what can go wrong and make sure that we have the controls in place um, and the supporting information and the kind of there's a cultural support there. I mean, business email compromise, which you mentioned, works because you know, sometimes uh, someone in AP will get an email that they perceive or even, or even a call that they perceive is from the CFO right. and they, they don't want to question it. So they just take the action. So you want to encourage people in the organization to, if something doesn't smell right, question it. And if, if it turns out to be right, that's fine. Nobody's gonna criticize you or blame you. And I think that's very true. And one of the things that I say is vendor maintenance is the new front line, you know, with cyber criminals and vendor maintenance within accounts payable, or if it happens to be within purchasing, because that's where the cyber criminals target. They want to change that banking information. They even want to change your remit address in case, you know, if checks are coming through so that they can divert those payments. And so I agree, it's critical that we get those controls in place and that we we just work together. And I think with these new frauds and with this new risk of working remotely, it's going to continue to rise. And so, you know, vendor maintenance is the new front line against cyber criminals. And we need to make sure that we call that out and there's a management focus on that and that we empower them to make those decisions and not be affected when they think they see an urgent email from the CEO Absolutely. or from the CFO yeah. or any C-suite level, emp empower them to say no and, and verify it first. And so yeah, with right that, here. I think we can, we can drive some change. And that's really a behavior, to your point, that's a behavior issue, that is a process issue. And so within the report, what I found most interesting is that respondents were asked what decision led to the most impactful change in the last 18 months. And 22% of the respondents said a process change. Only 16% said a technology change and you talked about this earlier so did you find that surprising or something new that was learned i was reassured by that uh, as i said earlier i've always been fascinated by the impact of human behavior on system outcomes because these things aren't isolated and we we always struggle with this idea in business uh, between continuous improvement and set change or silver bullet solutions you know it's, it's sometimes it's it's appealing and desirable to say, if we do this one big thing, it'll make it massively better, whatever the process is. And it's usually that relates to a technology. So, you know, we always desire this one hit wonder, the silver bullet. Um, but the reality is we all know there's a complex set of, set of interrelationships. It's the right. technology itself can't do all the stuff because it relies on how we interact with it and, and, and how the data comes in and all that stuff. So it is interesting that process change has a perception of a bigger impact on technology. 
which I think is good. The, what's interesting is you don't see as much focus in the um, in the in the C-suite of working on big program or or reviewing and approving big program plans for a process change. You don't see that as much as you see one for a big system implementation. And I think that's you know the irony is there that maybe executives need to ask the question if we didn't do this technology and we might do it anyway but if we didn't do this technology what what process change would you make which would have the maximum impact and then when they get that they can say okay well let's do the technology as well but let's not miss the process piece and, and one of the things that i find and i kind of already alluded to it earlier one of the things that's dangerous is we sometimes use technology to abdicate process and behavior change so for example we want PO compliance, let's implement the system, rather than say, well, hang on, if we want PO compliance, where are the, what are the levers, what are the levers we have to press to make that happen? And you know what, just implementing a system may not do that. Right, and you know, PO compliance is a behavior change as well. Exactly. Um, right, I was, I was not quite surprised to see that process change was 22%, because even with new technology, there's always process changes surrounding that. What I have found, what makes a big difference as well, is to make sure that you pull in all the stakeholder groups. You know, I've been in large implementations with technology where we implemented the technology, but we were not using the full functionality of it. So half of what we purchased, we didn't even use. Yeah, or, exactly. or it it truly was an end-to-end P2P process, but only AP was using it. You know, we, we had instances where purchasing or procurement or sourcing decided that they wanted their own tool. And so, you know, where we could have had some synergies and in the end process with a, a new tool, we ended up having two new tools. And so that end-to-end just got broken yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's um that's a very common theme sadly <laughs> yeah so process change 22 percent. i think that's dead on for the survey what do you think the is the best way to summarize the survey results well i think um as i said earlier i think the fact it's objective is a is really important and there's good detail for each sub-process and there's good detail across the end-to-end -end process, but there's also nuances in there worth looking at, like the fact that management, the management's um, ranking of key issues is broadly the same, but there are a couple of interesting nuances, like in every case, they say one of the high issues is they've got to reduce the FM costs. Now we know the management are constantly under pressure to drive efficiencies, so it's not a surprise, but it's interesting to understand that. So I think we're more aware of the alignment and collaboration issues than maybe we believed before, and that's great news. Um, this whole issue about they don't understand us, I think we now, by this report, makes it pretty clear that they probably do understand us. It's just everyone struggling how to solve the problem. So the big thing I take from this is we should use this as a catalyst to look through the other end of the telescope. Whatever our role is, try to look through the other end of the telescope about our internal customers, our stakeholders, our management, the folks in procurement, the folks in sourcing, the folks the buyers, and say, so, so what? You know, how can we really understand that so we can become better business partners? Because the fact is, we never fully understand everyone else's perspective. Right. Uh, it just so happens in AP, we're at the sharp end of that. If we can lead with the, you know, this focus on trying to understand the other side of the or the other view through the telescope, I think we're going to be in the, 
you know, in a position to make even greater change. Great. So where can listeners go to get a copy of the survey results? Um, quickest way is just email me at dfrench at consider.biz and you can get the survey report. That's the easiest way. Okay. Oh, great. So thank you for being a guest on the podcast today and sharing your survey results of pain points and challenges in source to pay and purchase to pay. Thank you very much indeed. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 78th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.